0: The, no. youthscape. The, youthscape. The, youthscape. the Youthscape Podcast.
1: Hi everybody and welcome back to the Youthscape Podcast. And I am here, Rachel Gardner, and he
0: is here, Martin Saunders.
1: Martin, if you could be a patron saint of anything, <laughs> if I <could> be a... <laughs> If you could be a patron saint, yes, of anything, who would you be? Why would you be it? What would it be? Why would you be patron saint of it? And would there be a special day named after you, uh, or at least a beer?
0: There's already a Saint Martin, isn't there? The,
1: oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah Saint Martin's you know? field, but it's not, it's not like a well-known like.
0: Oh, well, he should. We don't be. paint
1: our faces and kind of. Do what silly colour things. would you
0: paint Saint Martin?
1: Blue. I mean, you you are the blue one. I'd be boy. navy. You would be navy. I'd be navy blue. What would you patron saint of? Would you choose a day? Oh. Would you choose an event? A country? What country?
0: Um, I mean, I, I mean, you put me on the spot. really. I have. We, we did. Take the background to this is yeah. that we talked about the fact that I always come up with a question at the start. Yeah, a
1: good question as well. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> and then, um, and then we said, "Come on, you do it this time." Mm. And you've surprised surprised me. The question,
1: but somebody fed it to me because let's face it, I am the magpie. I don't. Nothing original is sourced in me. I simply take what I've heard and I take it through my filter and I present it as if it's my idea. So it's actually producer Rachel said that.
0: But she okay. can't speak. No, she can't speak. So, uh, so I'm her, so her mouthpiece. Yes. Right. So um, what would I be patron saint of? Mm. I think I would be patron saint of, uh, of cinema. How about that? Oh, if I could be. That is a really if was, good If I was one. allowed to be. And you could... what well, You know like people wear their St. Christopher mm-hmm. when they're going on a journey to okay. give them protection. okay. Right, you could wear your Saint Martin and when it, you go to the cinema, and
1: it protect you from what popcorn well, being thrown or well. images of an unhelpful nature.
0: It could it could protect It'd be a you censorship, from censorship, would it? Now, I, I'm not going to claim this. There's a brilliant podcast radio program which Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode do on film. They've done it for years. It's called Wittertainment. and they have a code of conduct in that. Yeah, and uh, and it's sort of the the, the the ideal thing is that you don't eat any noisy smacks. You don't, oh, don't have anyone sitting next to okay. you. No one uses their phone. It's that sort of oh, thing. Wow. And so maybe if there was an infringement of that, you know, the, the St Martin could could prevent you from sitting next to the wrong people in okay. the cinema. So
1: basically, legalism. So no, no. E- let me exclusive finish. Exclusive. Let me finish, right?
0: So do you know what happened to me? Tother day. other day.
1: I T'other went me. and
0: took my thirteen-year-old son, who was is an absolutely massive Marvel fan. Okay, And we went to see for the second time. It's been out for a while. We went to see. Avengers Endgame. You love it, don't you? Well, I love, you that. love it's, it. It's my guilty pleasure. Mm. And went to see Avengers Endgame. And we sat in the cinema and I booked, I, I actually booked tickets the minute they came on sale so that we go in the IMAX cinema and on row N, which is the correct row to sit in the IMAX cinema, middle, middle, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely perfect height for the screen that sort of thing. Mm. I've geeked out on it okay. for years. Know it exactly. I know exactly which seat.
1: Take your measuring tape.
0: I do, I know exactly where to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we sat down, and I was uh, so excited, I was so excited. And Joel, my son, um, he, he was very excited too. Yeah. We sat there, we were like, he literally said to me, this is the best Day cinema seat I've ever sat. Oh, I was so I excited, and the trailers played, and then just, just as we were about to start the film, some people came in to sit next to us.
1: So either side of you. No, 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 to my left. To your left. And I
0: thought, okay, it's fine. Don't mind sitting next to people in the cinema. It's fine. And bear in mind, it's a 12A. This uh, lady had decided to bring, for reasons which I will not judge, her two small children to see Avengers Endgame. And so one of them was about seven or eight. And obviously, Mm. I guess they decided, could watch the film. And then brother... About four oh, no. in his poor patrol outfit. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Sits next to me, oh. and then was just like one of those kids. I mean, it's a three-hour film, yeah, but just all fidgety. the way through, it was like, "Mummy!" at the top of his voice, and I was mortified. And no, you weren't mortified. That's I, not the right
1: word for it. What were you?
0: Uh, angry. Yeah, never I was again. angry. Yeah, because because I was indignant. Yeah. i spent a lot of money. Yeah, uh, on on my ticket. And uh, my son's ticket. And she and didn't and
1: understand. She didn't
0: understand, that this is important to me. Okay. And and I felt, uh, there was a bit of me that was indignant that she'd brought her four-year-old mm. to see Avengers Endgame, but to be honest, if I'm really honest, it's because I was sitting next to him. Yes, and uh, and so I got lots of commentary. So, so
1: that. had you been able to access the St. Martin's badge yes. at that point? Would it would a force field have field have appeared? Would I'd Mark Mode have arrived?
0: I'd have had a warning even as I went to book the tickets that this, that was, this was about will, to happen. There's so a future that have been supernatural interventions which would have stopped. Did it. you
1: know actually St. Martin's is actually a patron saint of poverty and alcoholism and also of the Girls Brigade.
0: Wow. We did
1: not know that. Producer Rachel has just found that out.
0: No way. Isn't that amazing? The patron, I am the patron You are the patron saint, patron
1: saint of the Girls Forget. The Girls Brigade. And Poverty and alcoholism.
0: So oh, what? He's
1: a mighty saint, isn't so he? So what
0: would Saint Rachel be the patron saint of?
1: I'm glad you asked that because the whole time you were talking, I wasn't listening. I was just. I should hope so. Do you even own? know what my story is about? <laughs> That's about some kind of stressed out middle aged man getting oh, out
0: on.
1: getting really aggressive and probably man spreading to this poor woman with her two kids can't even use anything. Anyway, I would be the patron saint of the end of pathways. Pathways. Right. Pathways, I can't even say the word. Are you sure? Yes. So basically, I think any time you get to the end of the path, like if you go to the woods or the cliff, there's cliff erosion, or a motorway that's not been finished doing and the road ends, I'm the patron saint of that moment where you have to decide the path that has brought us to this point has finished. What am I going to do now? Am I going to step out into the unknown? So I kind of fancy myself as a little bit of a kind of a Celtic mystic, don't I really? You clearly so do. Saint Rachel was a Celtic mystic. Who, as well as growing fantastic tomatoes in the uh, convent yeah. where she lived, she also used to love pathways ending and thinking what would happen. To- <laughs> just looking like uh, mm, this is worrying. Well, just
0: I don't know that we were supposed. To, I didn't know we were supposed to do spiritual work.
1: No, I well I just automatically did because I because just, you're holier than me. <laughs> But hey, that's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Then we can become patron saints of pathways. And cinema.
0: So you'd be the patron saint of the at the end of a yeah, pathway, yeah, just like
1: you know, like when you're walking anywhere. Not in a gardening part, sense. No, just when the path comes to an end, and you have to decide: am I going to trudge through this briar, ah, or am I going to keep walking even though the cliff has ended? Am I, you know, the I don't know. There's, there's something quite romantic and amazing about pathways that someone else has laid out for you that you've trudged.
0: Yeah. You've trudged. <laughs>
1: I can't speak. To you. No, no, it's all right. Come to an end, and you have a decision to make. Do I cut the next pathway? Wow! So there we go.
0: It's what you'd like to be the patron saint what
1: p- I don't know what symbol that would be, or image, or whether you'd have a flag, or you'd shoot okay. the colours. All or right. So if you are
0: a, a YouthScape podcast listener, oh uh, I don't need. You, don't think you need to allocate a day to these. But if you do have an experience either of the end of end a of the path, path. Yeah. or a bad experience in a cinema, yes. you know, yeah. make sure you invoke. And pray to St. <laughs> Rachel or St. Martin. Okay. Actually, don't do that. See. That was a joke. <laughs> have you ever played, Rachel, the, uh, the, the the popular computer game, Football Manager?
1: No, no. Have you heard about yes, it? Yes, I have.
0: Does your husband play it? No, I don't think so. Oh. Football Manager was, a, a, for a certain generation, it was like the sort of very exciting... I wouldn't say video game computer game we used to sit sit in our bedrooms this is how I spent much of my teens managing teams in a fictional context to win you know the Mm. Premier League and all that sort of thing he
1: was too busy smoking illegal drugs I think was he?
0: well anyway on Football Manager you would always discover a sort of little-known foreign footballer are they, with a brilliant name
1: are they real footballers and real they, football are, teams they are they are they scout
0: they scout like, okay. they have a better scouting network than real football and they scout all the players who are coming up through the leagues and, or men and, 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 and yeah well I think they are starting to do mm. women's football as well Oh, good but um, I don't think that one is particularly worthy of a campaign okay. just before you get on Instagram <laughs>
1: I'm not going to campaign
0: okay um, but anyway, there were always these sort of little known, mm. um, you know, Scandinavian and Dutch and Belgian players who, mm. if you found them, um, they were brilliant and they came through and they would lead your team to glory. And when I saw the name of today's guest, mm. I, I was convinced he was actually a football manager he might, hero.
1: He might be.
0: Um, I don't think he that. is. Oh. But he does sound like one.
1: So, so tell so, me his name, because I name interviewed is, him, but I still can't pronounce it. His name
0: it. is Cranod. And uh, he's a cent- central midfielder, right, left, <laughs> uh, and centre, and has an attacking of 20 and passing of 18. That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. I mean, he probably is. He's a very cool dude. He has double E's and double O's in his name. Yeah, and it's yeah. incredible.
0: Absolutely. So that's not the, probably the no. most interesting thing about no, him. No, it's not. But he's a, a well-known worship leader mm. and pastor uh, from the Netherlands. And where did you interview Keys?
1: I interviewed him at Spring Harvest. He came the year before and last year. And the thing that is incredible about him is that he doesn't just sit there and say, yes, I'm passionate about the next generation. He actually has young people in his worship band. So he's not been asked to lead worship in the youth venue. This is the main venue... But he has young people in his worship band last year and this year. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Wow. He absolutely pre- pra- preaches what he practises practises what he preaches. Very good. And doubles up his letters.
0: So Rachel, uh, available for just £1.75 million pounds from Club Rouge <laughs> it's Keith Cranard. <laughs> for youth Skype! Podcast!
1: What is this called that we're sat on? What is this? A, a flight case. A flight case. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in two years of, of Youscape podcast history, I'm sat on a flight case with oh. a guest that I'm interviewing. Case, introduce yourself to us. Who are you? Oh, uh,
2: okay. Uh, hello, my name is Case. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm father of three daughters. I'm um, soon to be grandfather. No. Um, we're getting a grandson. Oh, and um, and uh, I'm married to the the love of my life I've known her since I was 15 we started dating her name is Nicole and we live in the Netherlands and we pass through a church and uh, well and there's uh, a lot More to say, yeah. Kind of, you know, I love wine,
1: and uh... in fact, actually, two nights ago, my first conversation with you was you getting me to get it. I was all going to order just the house red, I'm so boring. And you were like, No, 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 you need to go for the Rioja. Like, I was like, This man knows about <laughs> wines, <laughs> yeah. we had a good chat. So, yeah. Kate, okay, so we, we can chat wines now, but I'd love no, to yeah. chat with you about worship and about raising up young people as worshippers and releasing mm. them as leaders, and, and just the little that I know of you and watching how you go about what you do you've brought to spring harvest this year a really young band yeah. and and it seems to be your dna is always to involve young people so let's go back to your beginning so yes. age 17 you yeah. really was that a call from god to lead worship i
2: was i felt uh, I, it's always a big thing to say god called me you know <laughs> how, how does that work i don't know but um, i i remember i wanted to become i wanted to be the singer in church so I had a, a piano. I was playing the piano in church, and I had this microphone. And but the thing is that I was listening to these old Hosanna tapes, and the worship leaders in those days—they just, you know, they ad lib all the time. And uh, Lord, I live to name, and I love to sing your praises, Lord. I love to sing. Lord, love to sing I'm so glad to be and they're just shouting out every next line. So I was doing that, and we had some, we had some older ladies in our church. They really hated it they didn't get it you know and sometimes old people don't get young people yes. and young people don't get old people uh, so they wrote a letter to the board of elders oh my goodness. just like asking them you know pleading, just pleading can case just shut his mouth can he just stop singing and the, the, the elders in, in their wisdom came up to me like five minutes before the service started and decided to take away the microphone that was and i was like 17 or Whoa. 18 i was so hurt yeah i mean and that morning like singing songs like cause, and the church was singing songs like your tenderness melting all my bitterness yeah. you know and yes. i was like oh i'm so <laughs> angry right now and i was young i didn't, didn't fell on the understood.
1: yeah
2: um however you know after the service i went to nicole who was i was dating her yeah. she agreed with me she that's you know good for her she, yeah. that she agreed with me yeah. and then i went to her parents they agreed with me. I went to other people. They all agreed. Bad thing. Bad elders. Bad church. You know, bad stuff. Then at night, you know, I, I came home. I was all alone. Stepped into my bedroom. I think I was maybe 17 or 18. I felt um, the, the the whisper of the Holy Spirit. I just felt them asking me, why are you so angry? And um, I, I remember saying, God, I... they don't get me and they don't get my passion and they don't get my desires and then I felt God asking what are your desires what is your passion and then I said I just want to sing for you and I cried I was tears on my cheeks I just want to sing for you but they took away my microphone they took away the stage and then I felt the Holy Spirit saying the Father saying well I'm here sing and then I just and then I started to cry And then, again, when I remember, you know, remind myself of that story, I just felt the invitation of the father just to sing for him. So in that moment, I I just knew I've got a voice and he's the audience and that's enough. And I think that's the the birth of a desire to lead people into the intimacy with the father.
1: And and you do now stand on enormous platforms but how beautiful that the call was not to a platform it was to a relationship yeah. let's chat about young people then so we're just so conscious aren't we that we live in an age where we all want to be found we all want platforms opened up for us and particularly for this generation with social media and just global stardom that wrestling with who am i if mm. i don't get a certain number of likes and if i'm not listen to it. if I'm not an influencer, that message of yeah. you live your one life for Jesus in, in, for an audience of one is so powerful. So has that been a real thread of your ministry case in yeah. discipling young people?
2: It's, 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 I need to remind myself um, that my value and who I am is, that's is, is, uh, in God, it's in the Father, it's in Jesus Christ. And the reason that I have to write myself every day is that because I tend to look at it in different uh, other places you know and um, that, so so like this like, I think it was two, two weeks ago I was reading this story about the disciples that were sent out two by two by Jesus and they come and they, they come home to him and they're all excited and they, they, they cast out demons they've seen people healed and wow and yeah. Jesus is happy with them because yeah. he, he's praising and he's, he's but then he says but do not rejoice mm-hmm. in that rejoice in the fact that your name is in the book
1: yeah.
2: and i believe mm-hmm. he's, he's saying that because we tend to rejoice in the results yes. but he is calling us to result in our identity in him our names our identity are saved with him mm-hmm. so and that's a, that's a process i mean we, we all even it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 40 or 25 years on stage um, we all need acknowledgement we all need to be seen we all need to be applauded from time to time we all need to be encouraged however when that's the source of our joy at the end we'll be disappointed um i think it's it, god is just just challenging us to live with the applause of one and to live for his agreement and we got it anyway uh, so that's a reality i try to live with um, and encourage young people to say that that's your worth. That's where you, you find your worth. All the rest is just is just temporarily, and there's no end to it. If you dream of a of two hundred people in front of you, you can sing for two hundred people. When do you? What is bigger than is four hundred people bigger? And when you have four hundred people, what is them bigger? Four thousand? There's no end to it. Forty thousand. But God. Challenges us to dream even bigger than 40,000, 80,000, or 1 million people, or 2 million people. He's challenging us to himself, to to just, you know, the one. Dream big dreams and dream for, like playing for the one.
1: Now you are also pastor of Mosaic Church in yeah, The Netherlands. Yeah. And, and And what I love about The Netherlands is that there are so many letters for each word, so like your <laughs> name, pays <K, is> stuff, K-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A. Yeah,
2: yes, K-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the town in, in Holland that you live in. Um, can you chat to us a bit about how you have learned to... Uh, spot worship leaders, call worship out of young people. Hmm. Like, what what are the barriers that are unique to this generation to worship? What are the unique? What's the beauty of what this generation brings that we need to learn from? Oh. older generations. <laughs> Chat to us a bit about it. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> that's such an important question. First, first of all, I mean, I love this 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 boldness that young people have. Uh, I think they're the way bolder than I was yeah. when I was young. I man, I. I when I look at my daughter, she's 22. She's one of our worship leaders in our church. She's, she has such boldness, uh, and, and she brings that to church. It's just this hunger that she brings—hunger for God's presence—and uh, so I, I love that about young people. And um, and it's just for me, it's just an honor to try to father that, literally with my daughter, but also with other yeah. younger yeah. worship leaders in our church. We are this. This whole we you, you you start yeah you talked about mosaic um, we um, I think wasn't 2012 that uh, a friend of mine Les Moyer, said case uh, okay, it's time to follow other worship leaders and when we stepped into that and I I, th- I felt God saying yes yeah, it's, it's time to then w- what we did is we we stopped being an artist we gave up the uh, just being an artist going on the road all the time. And then my wife and I, we started this thing in our home that resulted in mosaic worship uh, and in mosaic um, uh, at the church. And um, because the thing is, with, um, with artists, they, they, they keep investing in themselves. You know, next album, next photo shoot, next platform, next thing, next big thing. But the church is not investing in you, the church is all about investing in the new generation. And so I thought the best setting to serve a younger generation is to be part of a local church, and then you know mm-hmm. raise up the children of the faith, raise up new young worship leaders, and um, and I and I, I was I was just reminded of that story of Saul and David, you know, this, that when David de- defeats Goliath um, as a young man, as a young fella, uh, the, the the people are singing. Saul defeated his thousands, but David defeated his 10,000. Well, it's not actually true. He just defeated Goliath. But it's like a prophetic. Like, they own the future. He owns the future. And then Saul, Saul hates it. Saul is wrecked. And I, and I just thought the other day, what if Saul was the leader of that song? What if he was in that place that he could say, yeah, David is my boy. He can stand on my shoulders. And, and, and leading the song, I defeated the thousands, but the generation after me, they're gonna defeat the 10th of thousands. What would the church look like if we have that vision, catch that idea, just invest in that new generation?
1: Woof, I've not heard that take on that. And that, that, wow, what grief in my heart, thinking that's, isn't that surely where each generation uh, benches its responsibility before God by not saying, next generation, see more, do more, yeah. discover more, go further, we somehow kind of hold back and say, no, uh, uh, what we did is, is the extent of what you can do. But so the thing is,
2: that be, be, that's because we don't believe, we have a shared problem, we don't believe that God really values us. Values us. We don't really, That's this big, we all sing about the love of Jesus. But in the end of the day, we doubt a lot of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we think, I have to, you know, I have to, to prove to, this, to prove, yeah. this, to prove yeah. this, to prove this. We don't have to prove anything when we really believe that you know, we are who, he's, who he says we we, we are. And uh, so it's a, that's a huge challenge for all generations. Because because the older generation, they'll be, um, I think God is challenging the older generation just pass it on, pass mm-hmm. it on. And god is sometimes challenging the younger generation wait for it wait for it it's okay to to honor the you know your fathers and your mothers it's okay to wait for that moment and to learn and and just you know to be safe in the shadow
1: wow so i guess um many people listening to this podcast interview probably are within broadly a 20-year age span so it's a generation who didn't necessarily receive great things from the generation above, have had to deconstruct and unpack lots of models of leadership that haven't worked but uh, but also raising up the generation beneath us what do you think is a specific call from the spirit But our generation, what what do we need to do to lead well and to and to release the next generation into there? Because actually, in five years' time, I need to be not doing as much. I need to. I need to say, don't don't ask me. Ask a 19-year-old with me to preach. Yeah, exactly. I shouldn't be exactly.
2: Exactly. Five years, I want to sit on a (laughs) Hawaiian beach, drink piña colada. You know, and give that. that Let the youth have a run. Yeah, but I think that the. we can all whine and, and and cry and say, I didn't receive this. I think Jesus points the way. He says, it's better to give than to receive. Start doing it today. If you're 22 and you want to be a leader, be a leader to someone. Train someone. Find that young teenager who is 14 or 15 and just model it. And uh, your walk with Jesus. Your faults, your mistakes—you're not perfect. Discipling has nothing to do about being the perfect guy. It's just being honest about your mistakes and your flaws, and, and you know, and and your weaknesses. Uh, but that bring that to Jesus with that young guy with you. I mean, I think that's just the secret. What you, what you need it. Give it
1: beautiful we were hearing that from pete me we, this morning so um we're at the moment at the point of recording we're in the midst of brexit when people listen to this interview i'm not sure what will have been resolved but i suppose there's big questions aren't there about um how we as different nations posture ourselves um to each other but particularly how christians in the uk we're thinking about this a lot at the moment case in the uk how do we as christian leaders in the uk demonstrate to our brothers and sisters in in rest of Europe we need you we need to hear what God's doing in you and through you we might be cutting ourselves off as an island politically (laughs) but we need to see ourselves as as one family and the generations that we are have the pleasure of leading are a global generation actually it will be irrelevant to them really what what was decided on one level financially it won't be irrelevant but so when you look at the UK at the moment and all that we're going through what what do you I mean what is your heart for us or what do you want us to to do or know
2: well let me first say that I am. I always looked at the UK with a lot of gratitude and love. Uh, I love the UK.
1: That's mainly for
2: strictly come dancing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Days like sports. Yes. That's <laughs> it. There we go. No, my, my father was a fisherman. Oh. Really? So he went to the UK a lot. Oh. He he sometimes tried to talk English to us at home. Uh, so uh, he, he was listening to BBC radio oh. at home, you know, yeah. and I was like. That what are you doing you know it's just even our news you know it's local news in some little town near London but it's but it, we grew up with you know loving the, the UK shows like hello hello or you know lo- just, 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 so we love the UK and, and I'm so um, grateful for the heart of worship that came from this islands you know the Matt Redman's and yeah. Stuart Town and Tim Hughes and yeah. so many wonderful leaders who have been so humble um, and I love your humility, and I would just encourage uh, you to explore that even more. The, 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 the downside, and I'm using yes. my fingers to say, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, 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 yeah, it's, it's, your language is the world language, and that can give you the feeling that you know there's maybe nothing beyond us this this is we're all speaking but one day around the throne there will be nations and every tribe and tongue will worship yeah. so english is not the most important language the most important language is that it's it's the language of love and love and worship and if we just humble ourselves to one another if we just like the Dutchies humble themselves to England and say, we need to learn from you. And the and the mm-hmm. UK will, you know, and myself as well say, we need to learn from you. Because the thing is, there is no Brexit in the kingdom of God.
1: No, amen.
2: There's no Thank Brexit. You. And we, we have a different kingdom and our Jesus is Christ's king. So we'll be one. We'll be yes. united around the throne. Brilliant. I, there's a beautiful future awaiting us.
1: Now, Case, um, we do want to get a little bit more of you and your wisdom in our lives. So, how could we find out more? more? Do you have a a website for the church? Do you have? How can we contact you?
2: Oh, okay. Um, uh, Well, obviously, uh, we have a website, um, and it's going to be hard to find it because everybody spells mosaic wrong. Because no, it's not wrong. You spell it right, but the British way, the uh, uh, the English way. But um, mosaic is uh, uh, in Dutch. It's m o s no it's, it's not z and yeah. uh a IE uh, 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 an EK okay. Yeah. So, so oh, I'm brilliant. sorry Ok Ok we are all going to mess up just Google Uh and then 0318 <laughs> which is our area code oh, and then brilliant. you find our website and if you Google my name yeah. online and, you'll you probably know, find it I just
1: put in K spelled K E E S Yeah that's it Holland worship leader and I found you oh, straight away, straight away. So I, and you've written books haven't you yeah, and yeah. you've got worship albums so your latest yeah. book what's that called? My it's
2: so called backstage backstage
1: Oh, like we are. And we are backstage. we are backstage, so oh, that's, that's amazing. fun. Yeah, and it's just I,
2: I wanted to write a book for um worship leaders that you know that the real life of worship is not on stage but backstage. Brilliant. So oh, that's we love that. Yeah. We
1: love that. Case okay, thank you so much for your time. And you wear the, the, the nicest People can't see what you're wearing, and I, I'm so I'm so it's bad. A always, it's a Billabong. It's a Billabong. Who I'm talking to? But I wanted to get yeah. a sense of you. we've Got some red sneakers. We got, and you're doing the school of prayer in the morning yeah. with the kids, aren't oh. you? And just oh, going crazy. so, much so fun. Thank it's you for so throwing yourself into everything that's happening you're here. You're so welcome. and God bless you. God bless you. Youthscape podcast. Ooh. Why not? <laughs>
0: I would like to know what the Venn diagram is for uh, Youthscape podcast listeners and people who know anything about Football Manager and and I'd like to know if that any of the jokes in the first half landed at all but uh, his name <laughs> wasn't Keys. No, it's Case. It's Case.
1: That's right, pronounced Case. Case. Case
0: Crenord.
1: He's the loveliest, loveliest man.
0: He did and he's had a wonderfully rich Dutch mm. accent there. He was just, you could just relax with that man. It was just... It was instantly relaxing, like so many things from Holland.
1: (laughs) It was brilliant, though. He's a great guy. And he's very down-to-earth. And I I loved, I don't know if you picked up in the interview, when he talked about um, Saul, the song that that was sung, Saul has slain thousands, David, tens of thousands. And then he said, imagine, though, if Saul had written that song. Mm. And it's Saul singing, I've slain thousands, but David is coming up behind me, tens of thousands. I thought that was just a brilliant shift on the thinking and the attitude. How do we release the next generation? Genuinely. Yeah. How do we celebrate them? So Martin, I'm now gonna sit back. Oh, I'm we're gonna not, tell you. We're not backstage, but you tell us, how do we do this?
0: Oh gosh, that is an interesting yeah. question, isn't it? Because we talk about empowerment a lot.
1: A We've lot.
0: Had different voices yeah. on this programme uh, who I've made it a programme, look at that. Podcast. Um, who, who would have different perspectives mm. on how much you empower mm. young people. And how and how early you can give young uh, young people leadership. So let's not talk about that again. Let's not talk about because we've had that conversation about where uh, Chat Clark and others fall yeah. on that yeah. on that kind of idea of of when is too, you know too much too soon. But but what is interesting is that next generation of leaders who are yes. coming through. So um, so the question is you know how do we empower uh, a young leader who might be in their twenties yeah. uh, you know to actually learn grow develop have real opportunities to really lead mm. and learn from successes and failures mm. whilst also preserving character development mm. which we all agree is the most important aspect of leadership yeah. right so most important if the most important thing is character then the hardest place to learn character is on a stage up the front mm. leading mm. and and yet if you don't ever get a chance to do that, mm. then you uh, you wither a bit because you never get a chance to lead. So mm. there's a little bit of sort of paradox at play. Mm. Um, and so we, we really need to prepare the hearts of our young leaders before we put a microphone mm. in their hands or we give them the, the stage. But that can't be uh, an excuse never to give them the microphone mm. or the stage or the lead on something. Mm. It's quite tricky, isn't
1: it? It is. And how much of our clever... Um, models for how we release the next generation, how much of that is a bit self-interest? It just ensures we have a job. if oh, yeah. so you think about David and Saul? Saul was not looking for the next leader. He didn't empower David. David flipping took it. David took the platform. He got on. You know, think about Elijah and Elisha. Elisha came along and Elijah had a choice. He gave him his cloak and he disappeared. Like there's. The models in scripture are not that comfortable actually because it's a leader who very quickly has to pass the baton and then get Mm. out of the way. Well,
0: that's half of it and it's the half we don't often see. So people. Will often enjoy being kingmaker,
1: yeah,
0: but retaining that kind of senior position of kingmaker
1: with some quite clever language around why that matters. Yeah, of course. Um, which is always the worrying bit, isn't it? Well, yeah, you are not actually yeah. getting out of the way. But if the picture is, well, there's someone doing something dangerous over there, killing Goliaths, and I feel deeply uncomfortable. Maybe that's an indication that they they, they need to be the next leader. Yeah.
0: So that here is in the face of it. Here is a searingly difficult question for you, me. Any of us?
1: Are we going to hand over this podcast to somebody else? Uh,
0: oh, no, no way. <laughs>
1: Not actually going to do it. Our too own much fun. Lives. Um,
0: <laughs> no, here's. A, I mean, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. Um, but the question is, who in your life are you bringing through at the moment? Mm. Who, is, who are the people who you are bringing through? And when I say that, I don't just mean sort of patting on the head and encouraging. Mm. I mean g- making sure they get, mm. you know, the benefit of your. Uh, influence your maturity you know your mm. your learning and th- your mistakes and um, you know who are the people like all of us mm. have got to have two or three of those mm. of those leaders if we're involved in yeah. leadership Yeah. and and most people listening to this podcast yeah. are who are the two or three yeah. who you can be bringing on and I would imagine those you might immediately go to who are the older kind of young yeah. people who are yeah. showing leadership gifting but they're probably also, between you and the young people, there's probably a, another stage of people, you know, who might be volunteer leaders or other young adults yeah. around who actually, you know, need your help, your investment, your empowerment. So, who are those people? Yeah. And that's a it, that takes it from the theoretical question of, yeah. you know, should we? How should we do this? To who? Who?
1: And they're probably. I know this is a youth-focused podcast, but there's probably also peers as well. And I noticed at the moment there's women in their 30s in my mm. church setting who. Because they had children quite young, or because, um, sorry I shouldn't. Sorry, I shouldn't. That, that sounds like I'm blaming that situation. For whatever reason, have reached their thirties and said, "I really think God has placed leadership on me," but mm-hmm. I haven't had the opportunity to really develop mm-hmm. that yet. So they're starting what they feel like from scratch, but they're quite a lot older than yeah. young people. But it's the same principle. Um, I, I I totally agree with you, and I can name you a couple of names. Some that are very close to me. I could also name a few names of people who I don't see very often but they're on my radar, that if I'm invited somewhere or if something's put forward, I say, you no, know, think about them. Yeah. But I also, as you asked me that, I feel conflicted as well, Martin, because there's also a lot less, and I'd, li- I'd like to be to here and say, well, it's all these names here, yeah. and I'm wondering why it's less, and I wonder if partly it's because we still don't know quite where the power lies. Mm. So Elijah was the powerful prophet of the day, giving his cloak to Elisha, Signified to a lot of people and not just Elisha that something of God has been passed on um when your leadership is in a church setting
0: yeah
1: um maybe there's an obvious route for that when your leadership is in a school-based youth ministry uh, uh how what does it mean to release a young person mm, in that you, mm, you, mm. you don't have the power to take them out of that setting and train them for three years but what in that setting do you have power to release them into um so, so it's that yeah. That question. I've, I've often wrestled. I sometimes email someone and say, thank you so much for the invitation. I'd like you to offer that to another woman. Um, I don't know they're going to do that. Mm. I mm. will suggest names. Is that me empowering mm. another woman? I don't know. I hope it is. I hope it's part of this bigger picture. I don't know. Mm. How, how about for you? How do you well, answer that? Not names specifically, yeah, but
0: yeah, yeah. how do you answer that? I think um, I've often fallen into the trap of thinking empowering someone is giving them a leg up opportunity to do something they might not be able to get otherwise, and so that's often
1: what you're asked for, possibly. Yeah, as well.
0: absolutely. Mm. So whether that's getting somebody an article in a publication, mm. or a, you know, helping someone to get a deal to, to write a book, mm. um, probably a man, see a previous mm. conversation, uh, you know, or uh, or whether it's getting people onto platforms and, and stages mm. to speak, um, or to lead on teams at events or things like that, like that's always that's always going to be within the, my power to do that because mm. those are the sorts of It's like functions of my job that allow Mm. that sort of thing to happen the harder thing is to decide you're going to invest in the character of a a Mm. growing leader because you really want to see them thrive Mm. long term you really want to see them lead well Um, that's much harder it's much easier to say to someone not to criticize anything that you've just said but it's easy to say oh come and do this one-off event it's really hard to say right I'm going to invest myself Yes. in the development of your character, which means I'm going to have to have some excruciating conversations with you. And permission
1: some, from them. Somewhere yeah. down
0: the line, you might decide you don't even like me. Yeah. You know, and this might all go south. But because I love you and I see a real leadership potential in you, yeah. I'm going to invest in your character. Yeah. I mean, that is a hard... Mm. That's a hard ask. And mm. so... But that's but that's really what it means to empower mm. and, and cheer on the next generation of leaders. It's not just... It's both and. It's not just... Cheer you yeah. on. Go and do this. Well done. Yes. It's do this, and I'm going to yes. support you. I'm going to have your back, and I'm yeah. going to tell you when it all goes to your head and you step yeah. out of line, or I'm going to tell you when you yeah. actually got it wrong, yeah. or, or, you know, I'm, I'm going so, to tell you not to do things.
1: Okay, I'm going to be provocative now. I absolutely agree with you. But again, we're in danger, aren't we, of saying that character making is in our power yeah. as a leader. So if you think, I mean, again, me and my daily Oswald Chambers, I read something of his recently that really provoked me. He said, don't ask God to do for you the things you have to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And don't do for yourself the things that God can do for you. So don't save yourself. You can't do that. God has to save Mm -hmm. you. But don't ask God to change your character. You do that. You do the hard work of working on your character. And I know that the moment you say, God doesn't do this, he does do that, you're in tricky waters. I know he's been deliberately provocative. But I... I, I look at my own life. And I think the times that I've absolutely grown in character is when I had nobody else. I had no resources. Mm. It was me and it was God. And there was mm. nobody. Now, possibly there were people around the fringes who I knew had my back, who I knew would call me and invest in me. I, I'm sure, so I'm not saying that we just leave young leaders and say, actually, your character, that's your job. But, but I, I, I get really anxious, nervous when I hear... Almost like the programmatic, mm. like here's a program, and if you, you know, we, we conflate mentoring, we can conflate mentoring models and character formation in a mm-hmm. way that's quite unhelpful. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's another challenge, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because we don't do the character shaping in that person's life. That's what happens as they as they face themselves. But so yeah. what is our role in that? I don't.
0: Well, what I, what I know um, is that when I was thrust onto a stage for the first time. I mean, let's, let's not, you know, it wasn't Wembley Stadium. It was a...
1: Was it in front of the pub in kingston on Thames? No, it was a little <laughs> larger
0: than that. But thanks for remembering where I, where I grew up. Um, so, so I spoke at a... a or I, um, I hosted a conference, uh, you know, a, a long time ago. So mm. I'm hoping none of the people involved are now listening to this. Um, and I, I crashed and burned yeah. the first time I did it. And, and really, the reason I did it was because you, ne- you now see this finely tuned... Radar for comedy. It wasn't always as Rolls Royce as you see it today. And I, you know, I had I was a little unwise in some of the mm. things that I said, um, and also you know how I used the microphone, and and it was just some basic things mm. that were technical things, but also some character things as well that needed ironing out. And. Um, because I mean, we could talk about this forever, but because of my job title, working for a yeah, magazine, yeah. I found myself on conference yeah. stages, aged twenty six, not knowing anything at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but what happened was I was I was a little bit left. So yes. I was given the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. But no one no one right. came alongside and, and said that is very typical, isn't this it? This is yeah. what it means yeah. for you to lead a group of people. Yeah. Here's what you should be praying through. Yeah. Yeah. here's Here's what you should be thinking about. Here's, here are some of the pitfalls. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen on the inside. Here's what's going to happen. Like n- Nobody has this conversation with you. Well, nobody had it with mm. me. Um, here's what's going to happen when you stand up in front of 100 people mm. or 500 or 1,000 people or, mm. you know, goodness, 10,000 people. Here's what it's going to feel like. Here's what's going to happen. Here are the challenges to your character that are going to come. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is this is something you need to mm-hmm. get you know get right with God about yes. before you ever step out on the yes. on the stage. No one ever did that, and so it went a bit wrong. And then you know I was told, oh, it didn't really work out, and and the opportunity was withdrawn. Yeah. And so it ended up feeling like a sort of um, unredeemable yes. failure, yes, rather than a learning, in, a learning a learning experience. Yes. That's
1: really well put, Martin. So yeah. I do think yeah.
0: it's partly our job yeah. to at least spotlight where character mm. issues might and occur. i and i
1: absolutely i absolutely agree with you i think i i absolutely because i i have had very similar experience like i'm, I'm sitting here now cringing thinking gosh when well, i did um no sex please with teenagers and was again thrust into a spotlight and was speaking at places and i made Clang of mistakes, and I sensed that I was making a mistake, but nobody came and mm. and I felt just ostracized and isolated. It was not mm. a big deal, but it, you carry it as a big deal. So, I, t- I definitely agree. We, you know, we need to get better at having people close to us at prayers. And at the moment, I'm part of a little prayer group, and we absolutely do that for each other. So, I'm just mm. thinking as we're speaking, actually, make sure you do have that in your life. Mm. You do have women speaking, and you're speaking into women's lives, but I think yeah anything that we want to do that tries to make character formation feel a bit easier i think we should run a mile yeah from. agreed agreed but people who are going to be in your life and show up and you show up in their life that says this is difficult but i love you enough to help you face this mm. and that's the role of the prophet so nathan says to david david it was you and i'm reading mm. through the bible with my daughter a really beautiful actually catholic daily readings which is just literally the scripture and just one prayer and they just they don't kind of bench the tough stuff and we're constantly reading and the prophet had to come and talk to them and the prophet had to come and the prophet mm. and they constantly they're coming and saying what are you doing what are you doing
0: so we're now going to have a little cry and process some of our issues yes um, there's a couple of things that we yes. need to talk about yes uh, youth the first one is let me let me ask you a general knowledge question yes what sunday is sunday the 22nd of september 2019
1: youth work sunday that's right
0: rachel uh this this twenty uh, second uh, of September is the um, second yes. National yeah. Youth Work Sunday, um, and basically you can put on a, a special event at your church yeah. on that day and General celebrate service. Yep. Yeah, young people, you can have a sort of special service dedicated to youth ministry, young people. If you're a youth worker, this is a great opportunity to get your voice heard, your work showcased. You know, maybe even a chance to ask some adults in the church Mm -hmm. where they would like to step up and volunteer Mm -hmm. that's a nice opportunity for that Um, uh, and if you're a church that doesn't have young people but would love to um, then this is a great opportunity to sort of get people excited Mm -hmm. about the mission uh, and ministry toward young people anything else you want to say about it there's a video there have you a done video, a video yeah
1: there's a video online where me and a few others are chatting about what it's all about it piloted last year in a few areas it was really successful so we're doing it again and friends this is one of those move at your own pace and you know get involved with as much as little as you want so you can uh, get information free online but to buy the leader's guide you need to go to what's on the website so
0: cpo.org.uk
1: cpo.org.uk we're doing it in partnership with them and with Youth for crime and with the Irish Youth Ministry gathering and the Diocese of London and the Church of England in Birmingham um, and it could be that you just take from us like a five minute prayer a little film and that's all you have time for or it might be that actually your church say let's do the whole service and you can download a sermon online and all kinds of things but it's a chance to really raise the profile of the mission for young, among young people so it's a really you know join me in something bigger than just your
0: church now that was an advert that was an advert oh, unashamedly no no that okay? from both of us yeah from both it was shocking it was fine. But yes. honestly, step out of the advert for a minute. Yes. We Yeah just, we, we yeah, yeah. Are, just do We it. think this is a great just idea. Do yeah. Because <laughs> because like I think for years we thought, why isn't there a, a Youth Work Sunday in the church calendar? Yeah. Why is there not a, a Youth a pizza Work Sunday? Sunday?
1: That's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: There's a Pizza Sunday.
1: There's a Pizza Sunday. There's everything. Maybe Sunday, at your church. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a <laughs> Pizza
0: <laughs> Sunday. But, <laughs> but you know, they're they're, they're absolutely like yes. this is a great opportunity to raise the profile of youth ministry. And uh, we need more volunteers in Youth Work. This is a great chance to call people to the vision mm. for, for Youth Work. So, um, so get behind it. Youth Work Sunday. Uh, you can find out more at youthscape.co.uk slash sunday.
1: Wonderful. There we go, you have it from the horse's mouth. No. So let's have some shout outs. So I think we should do a shout-out first of all to Case and to all of his friends, family, everyone in the Netherlands that knows and loves Case. Yep. Love you all.
0: And also to Tommy Swindle Larsen.
1: Is that a real person? Oh uh, yes,
0: he played centre midfield for Stebeck oh, in the nineteen oh, nineties. If anybody gets these jokes, will you please tweet us? Right, we're going to say hello to Natalie Jones. Yeah, it's a Who actually I saw Avengers Endgame with the first time. I sat next to her.
1: Was she she talking, sniffing, on her phone, eating popcorn? She was
0: lying down next to me. What? I better explain that. We were at a cinema in America. Why were you lying down? And the cinema, we got got seats that were um, like two rows back. So we had to fully, but, but American cinema seats fully recline like beds. No. So there was a line of us from the Princeton reclined. Youthscape Ooh, cohort and we laid down and watched Avengers Endgame with Wednesday. armrests beho- between us.
1: Okay, that's all right. And a massive light like, drink that's size Gigantic a Gigantic Coke. Yeah. Fantastic. And then Jim, Jim Page at St Paul's Bournemouth. Hello Jim, I hope you're having a good day.
0: And hello to Helen Wollstonecraft in Harrow. The,
1: ba- the, make- the baker of the best chocolate brownies ever. Well that is it for today.
0: Oh yeah, oh should we do the Patreon?
1: oh we've not done that we haven't all. done that for a while well let's do that
0: uh, you can support us yes uh, if you like this podcast
1: people are actually yes
0: people are very yes. exciting, exciting. Uh, you could join the many who already support the Youthscape yes. podcast on Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com slash youthscape and you can give us like a dollar a month yeah. which is the same as what a well, first class stamp
1: a first- oh, right okay it's I'm like not sure. A first class
0: stamp a month. First class stamp a month. Surely. I mean, I know they're expensive now. And we still. also
1: have had someone giving us a racing on iTunes. Thank you Naomi. Oh, thank that Thank you Naomi. So that any of kind. those, that helps us to find us as well, which is always quite fun, isn't it? So thank you friends. Have a brilliant, brilliant week. And we'll tune in with you. And you'll tune in with us again next week. Okay.
2: Actually,
0: don't <laughs> do that. That was a joke.